Hey guys, welcome to the hashtag Get Real Woke podcast. I'm your host, Frederick D. Scott. I am a private equity investor, a business consultant, a philanthropist, an author, and a contributing writer for Entrepreneur Magazine. I have over 15 years of experience in the finance industry, and I used to own an investment banking and advisory firm. Currently, I hold the Financial Modeling and Valuation Analyst designation, Capital Markets and Securities Analyst designation, Commercial Banking and Credit Analyst designation, and I also hold a diploma in Islamic Finance. And today is hashtag Situation Saturday. This is the time during the week where I come on and I take current events that are happening in the greater business and finance community that are relevant to our community. I bring them on to the podcast to discuss them, break them down and help you hashtag make it make sense. Now, before we get into today's topic, I need everybody to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, leave me a comment at the bottom of this video to let me know what you think, and definitely hit the join button, or if you are an iPhone user, definitely hit the link in the description or in the comment that will be pinned to the bottom of this video so you can join the hashtag RealWoke live chat community and be eligible to participate in the hashtag learn to earn cash giveaway where I am giving away a minimum of $1,000 every single month live right here on the hashtag Get Real Woke podcast. Okay. So today's topic, I want to talk about a recent news article that what that went out uh, regarding Wells Fargo. So what happened is Wells Fargo has decided that they're going to stop the personal line of credit uh, at their financial institution. So that means that they're no longer going to be issuing it uh, for the foreseeable future. And anyone that does have a personal line of credit with Wells Fargo, uh, their personal line of credit is going to be closed. Now, I thought I would bring this to the community and talk about this because I, I've seen a couple of videos on this and, and you know, people who have made content on this already. And I find that they have not done it enough justice because they just don't have the uh, Wall Street and, and banking experience to really understand the level and depth of seriousness that this really is. So I thought that I would come on and break it down, you know, and explain it to you from a banking standpoint, what's really getting ready to happen to uh, really getting ready to happen here. And, and I find that this is going to be a devastating set of circumstances for the African-American community. And let me tell you why. Okay. Wells Fargo publicly came out and said that they're ending their personal lines of credit. What that is, is a signal, right, to what is happening in the greater financial institution community. So what happens when, when you are, when you own a, a financial institution, be it a bank, investment bank, et cetera, et cetera, 
uh, we kind of generally come to a general consensus about what we're going to do respective to certain uh, financial products and services that we offer. And we tend to lockstep with one another. And what does that mean? So if one of the majors is doing something, we generally, uh, all the other majors generally tend to follow suit. So if Wells Fargo is doing it, Bank of America is going to be doing it, uh, Chase is going to be doing it, uh, City is going to be doing it, uh, PNC, all of your major financial institutions are going to be doing the same or similar things. Now, the interesting thing about this is you've noticed that no other financial institution has actually come out and, and said they're going to stop doing it. And here's why. So what happens when 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 a, a a a consensus has been reached in the financial community generally unfortunately these things generally tend not to be public right what happens is the way they're able to execute it uh in a way that is within the parameters of the law and also provides uh, the, the, the benefit that they're trying to accomplish is they tighten up their underwriting guidelines. So that's what tends to happen, right? So when it comes to a, a credit-driven product, like a what we call in the on Wall Street a, a revolving facility, which is a line of credit, and, and, and let's talk about what a line of credit is. So a line of credit is just like a credit card, right? So you know, and I talked about this in the second part of my credit mastery series. So if you haven't watched my credit mastery series, go definitely look at part two of my credit mastery series and you will get a deep understanding of what revolving facilities are, revolving lines of credit and credit cards really are. So like a credit card, it's a revolving facility, which means that you have a maximum extended line to use. So for example, a credit card, if you have a thousand dollar limit, that's your limit. And if you use $200 of that limit, then you're responsible, you're responsible for paying the interest on that $200 if you haven't paid it off before the next billing cycle, right? And that is so, so because you've only used $200, that's what you have to pay interest on. Likewise, if you use $800 of $1,000, then you have to pay interest on the $800. And as you pay it down right now, now, if you use $800 of that $1,000 line of credit, that means you only have $200 of available credit left. And as you pay down that balance, so let's say if you pay you know, that $800 down to $600, so now you have $600 outstanding, you now have $400 of, of available credit, right? But it never exceeds the maximum balance, which is $1,000, you know, in general. Now, with a personal line of credit, it works exactly the same way. The only difference is a personal line of credit is actually bigger. So, you know, most people that get personal lines of credit, they're getting between 10, maybe 20, 30, $50,000 in available credit to them. And they're only responsible like a credit card for paying interest on whatever they have actually used, right? Not the entire credit line. Now, if you max out the credit line, of course, you're responsible for the interest for the entire credit line. But if you got a $50,000 credit line and you've only used $10,000, well, you're only responsible for interest on the $10,000. Now, 
So let's talk about what the what 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 the the first issue. Let's talk about Wells Fargo. Let's talk about the fact that Wells Fargo is going to actually close people's lines of credit. Okay. And I explained this when I t in, in my credit mastery series. So again, I encourage you to watch the credit mastery series. Here's the interesting thing, right? If Wells Fargo decides to close your line of credit, that closes that trade line on your credit report, which will affect your credit score negatively. Your FICO score will be affected negatively. So let's just start there, right? So if you are, let's say, in the African-American community, right? where the average FICO score as of 2019 is 677 and you have a line of credit with Wells Fargo and Wells Fargo closes your line of credit, what do you think is going to happen to your FICO score? It's actually going to go lower. So it's actually going to destroy people's credit, right? So it's going to bring their credit score down, which is not what is supposed to happen. So Wells Fargo, in my view, right, as someone that's been doing this for 15 years, as someone who used to own an investment banking and advisory firm, I'm here to tell you that I think what Wells Fargo is doing with existing lines of credit is awful. I think that is not a good thing. Now, I do understand why they might be doing it. Well, when I, I definitely know why they're doing it. And I definitely know what they're going to say publicly uh, when they get pressed about this, right? I already know what they're going to say, and we're going to get to that in a second. However, the interesting thing is the other financial institutions that have not made a public statement about this, but are just simply going to tighten up their guidelines. So now I want you to, and I've been sounding the alarm about this for a while, right? These things for a while. So I'm going to remind you of what I've said before, right? So remember that PUA is getting ready to end. Stimulus checks are done. Rent moratoriums are about to end, right? So that means with rent moratoriums ending, if you haven't, if you owe any back rent, chances are your uh, landlord is going to institute an eviction. In fact, 95% of landlords in the Landlord uh, Association here in New York are already gearing up for massive evictions. I told you that the eviction rate was going to quadruple across the nation in the African-American community. I want you to remember that I said that because when that happens, right, I'm one of the few people on YouTube that's actually talking about this, right, and actually telling you what's going to happen. Mark my words, this is going to happen exactly the way I'm telling you. So remember that I said this, right? Now, so if you have not found a job yet, if your PUA is done, if stimulus is done, rent moratoriums have expired, and you have decent credit, what do you think the average person with decent credit would likely do to be able to bridge the gap until they're able to find a job that is going to be uh, commensurate with their ability to pay their, uh, their bills? they would likely go to a financial institution and apply for and hopefully secure a personal line of credit to help them get through this temporary uh, inconvenience, financial inconvenience that has befallen them. Those who already have existing line of credits in place would definitely begin to tap those lines of credit, right, as a way to help them bridge that gap. So, Financial institutions know this. Remember, so as someone that's done this for a really long time, 
What I know is that we forecast all the time. We forecast economic conditions. We forecast what's going on in certain industry, in every industry vertical. We have analysts for every industry vertical, right? So we're always forecasting and predicting where the market is going to go, where consumer issues are going to be, so we can protect the financial institution's loan loss ratio. And I'm going to get to loan loss ratio in a second because I'm actually going to explain to you when I talk to you about what's going to be said uh, publicly when 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 the, the voices get louder and people get called to congressional oversight hearings, I'm going to tell you exactly what they're going to say. Now, so the interesting thing is, and the scary thing is how they're strategically going to cut the legs out from under the African-American community financially. In order to be able to grow, create, grow wealth, start a business, expand a business, grow a business, all of these great, wonderful things, the most important thing that you have to have is access to capital. You need access to capital, right? And so in order to be able to gain the sufficient access to capital that you need, you need access to financial products that are provided by financial institutions, right? If you don't have access to financial products that are... Um, available at uh, financial institutions, it's very difficult for you to be able to bridge financial inconveniences. It's very difficult for you to be able to put that money to work to grow more money. It's very difficult for you to be able to continue to grow and expand. You have to act, have access to the financial markets, right? And financial products that come from financial institutions. So what is going to happen at the other financial institutions? When I say tightening up fine, uh, credit guidelines, well, underwriting guidelines, what do I mean by that? Let me explain, right? So what a financial institution can do, right? And remember, I'm a commercial banking and credit analyst. I hold that designation, right? Remember, I actually used to own an investment banking and advisory firm, so I know this very well. I've been in the rooms for these conversations. I, I know how it goes, right? So listen. Here's what's going to happen, right? They'll send an internal memo out to all their underwriters and they'll say, in order to be approved for a personal line of credit, we are now raising the FICO score requirement to 680. Boom, right? It's that simple. Now, what happens if they raise the FICO score minimum requirement to 680? They still get the Asians. They still get the Hispanics. They still get the Caucasians. They still get everyone else. They just don't get the, now the, the African-American community. The average African-American will no longer qualify for a personal line of credit. If, because remember, as of 2019, the average FICO score in the African-American community was 677. So if the requirement now becomes a 680, right, you're going to eliminate the average person in the African-American community. And you're most certainly going to limit the low income people. Now, wait, it gets even worse, right? So it gets even worse. Remember that now that all of these things are ending, evictions are going to be happening. People haven't been able, a lot of people haven't been able to find, you know, jobs commensurate uh, that pay commensurate with their ability to pay their bills, right? What do you think is going to happen? People are going to start missing payments on their bills, right? So they're going to get 30 day late, 60 day late, 90 day late, things like that. And what do you think is going to happen to their FICO scores? They're actually going to drop even lower. 
So the so the prediction, the economic forecast is already clear that things are going to get worse before they get better. So now let's talk about this. So now a lot of you are probably going to say that are watching this podcast right now. A lot of you are probably going to say, hey, you know what? That's crazy. So essentially what they're doing is they're going to find a way to uh, exclude African-Americans from the line of credit situation. And that is discriminatory and that's illegal. So we should file a class action lawsuit uh, in federal court to force the financial institutions to continue to lend to the African-American community. Ah, 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 ah. There are a number of different ways to deny someone a loan that are legal, right? So what you have to understand here, right? This is going to be the response. And this is what's gonna happen because I'm almost certain that Wells Fargo is going to be called to a congressional oversight hearing to discuss why it is that they've decided to cancel people's lines of credit. I'm pretty sure they're gonna get called to a congressional oversight hearing regarding this. Whether it's public, whether it's a closed hearing, they're gonna get called to the carpet on this, right? Let me tell you what the standard response is, because it's the same response I would give uh, if I still owned my investment bank and I had to go to a congressional oversight hearing. This is exactly what I would say. You ready? Check this out. So based on our internal review and economic forecast for the next 12 to 24 months, what we see is an increase in risk because of the ending of federal programs that were provided to help people bridge the gap. Because we find that the unemployment numbers have not uh, dropped to their pre-pandemic levels, and given the fact that uh, we know that rent moratoriums are getting ready to expire and a lot of people are going to be facing evictions and things of that nature, to protect our loan loss ratio from going up, we have made a strategic decision as a financial institution to protect our balance sheet, protect our shareholders, and protect our depositors by freezing and closing personal line of credits for the foreseeable future until we can determine that economic conditions are better. This is legal. It's legal. And that is going to be, it may not be in those exact words, but that is going to be exactly what they say. And see, what is a loan loss ratio? Because you've heard me say loan loss ratio a few times, right? What is a loan loss ratio? So a loan loss ratio is basically the amount of loans that are in default for the financial institution, right? So the higher that number is, the more loans are in default relative to the amount of loans that the financial institution has out in the market, right? So to protect their loan loss ratio, they've just decided to limit uh, and tighten up uh, underwriting guidelines on the, a specific credit-driven financial product to protect their balance sheet. And here's the kicker. Here's the other thing that they're going to say that is going to really end the conversation. And this will end conversation even in a federal court. So the first part would get any type of class. What I said initially would end any class action lawsuit. It would be dismissed. 
But the key word here is we are concerned that if we continue to issue personal lines of credit, that we might find ourselves in a situation like in Aiken or similar to uh, the 2008 financial crisis. And because we're not, we're, we have no desire on putting any burden on the American taxpayer by having to bail out our financial institution, we've chosen to take a proactive measure to protect our financial institution uh, from finding ourselves in a potentially insolvent position. Finish. That's it. That's it. That's all it takes. Right. That's all it takes. That's it. That's it. That's all they have to say. And no one's going to argue with that. Right. What you have to remember about credit driven products is that they're exactly that credit driven products. Right. So if you say, oh, it's not fair, they've raised FICO score requirements to 680 and they know that the average FICO score in the African-American community is 677. Well, a financial institution can fire back and say, whose fault is that? Ours or yours? If you had better fiscal discipline and fiscal management, perhaps your FICO score would be better and you'd still be able to qualify for our credit-driven uh, financial products. That's it. See, limiting a product based on a FICO score is not illegal, right? And let me tell you that there are several different ways to deny a loan. There are five C's to lending, collateral, character, capital, conditions, and capacity. And I'm going to talk about that when I, uh, on, uh, when I get to the portion of my hashtag for the free Friday where I start talking about how loans really work and how lending really works and how the five C's of lending correlate and all of those things. Um, I'm going to talk about that. So they could simply say your debt to income ratio is not right. We're uncomfortable with their debt to income ratio. We're now requiring a 40% debt to income ratio to be able to qualify for our credit driven products. So if you have over a 40% debt to income ratio, you don't qualify. We're now requiring a 680 mid FICO score for our credit driven personal products. Uh, you don't have a 680 mid FICO score, you don't qualify, right? So what you see is a strategic way to, because again, what I'm telling you about, and here's the interesting thing, what I'm telling you about what the average FICO score is in the African-American community is not a state secret. It's not something that I know that nobody else knows. Anybody that is looking at credit-driven products in a financial institution understands this, right? So they understand that by tightening up by tightening up underlying underwriting guidelines and credit requirements for their products that they can not only protect the financial institution but they can also exclude the average person in specific demographics more specifically the African American demographic. Do not think for one second, right, that that they are not okay with that added benefit. Don't think that. It's easy to talk diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? These words are easy to say. It's easy to put superficial uh, programs in place that feel like diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's easy to do that, right? But the when the rubber meets the road, 
where you really need equity in policy and things of that nature is in your access to capital, right? And so it's interesting, right, that you can, that there are all these quiet, subtle, strategic ways to be able to limit access to capital uh, for a specific demographic on average. So I wanted to talk about this because nobody's really talking about what's happening inside of the financial institution and what's going to be happening across all financial institutions. Now, let me take it a step further for you, right? Now, so some of you guys are like, well, that's fine. If the major financial institutions don't want to give us loans, there are alternative financial institutions that will do that. There are companies set up that are finance companies that will give us a loan. Ah, 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 or I'm sorry, give us a line of credit. Ah, 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 be very, very careful with that because what you have to understand is that if you don't have a bank charter, right, and you are, in, and you're not like an, an investment bank, you're just a private finance company like a cabbage or a blue vine or something like that, here is the thing that you have to understand. There are only a couple of different ways that they're able to lend money. And again, now I talked about this when I, in my PPP loan processing secrets, right? And in the podcast episode I did called PPP loan processing secrets. So I encourage you to understand what this is to go back and watch that. Now, <laughs> when you are a finance company, you either have a warehouse line of credit or you set up some sort of pooled investment vehicle where you're raising capital from high net worth individuals, uh, uh, qualified institutional buyers, et cetera, et cetera, for the specific purpose of lending out. So guess what? If you have warehouse lines of credit in place, guess where you got those warehouse lines of credit from? You got them from the same place that's limiting and tightening up underwriting guidelines, that's tightening up the requirement for uh, a credit-driven product based on FICO score, right? They're raising FICO score limits. So now, Consider that a second. It's very easy for them to then tighten up the, the funding guidelines on a warehouse line of credit. They can simply say, hey, so we've raised our guidelines to 680, right? You're allowed to lend on FICO scores no lower than let's say 660 or 670 because part of their forecast, right? Part of the economic forecast, and I've done an economic forecast, so I know for a fact that this is going to happen, right? My prediction is that FICO scores in the African-American community through the rest of 2021 into the summer of 2022 are actually going to drop. The average FICO score is actually going to drop in the African-American community from 677. I imagine that the average FICO score is probably going to be down about 655, 660, right? So if I tell you that you can only lend to, uh, you can lend to people that have 670 mid FICO scores, well, guess what? You're still excluding a uh, majority of the African-American community, or let's say the average of the African-American community, right? So you can definitely limit as a financial institution that issues a warehouse line of credit to another financial institution, the way in which they handle that capital and the funding conditions surrounding how they lend out that capital, right? So I want you to understand that. Moreover, for those uh, alternative financial companies that do loans, 
for those companies that have actually gone out in the market, they've actually set up a pooled investment vehicle like a like a hedge fund or an investment club or something like that, specifically for the purpose of lending money. And let's say their market is the subprime market, understand that the interest rate at an alternative financial institution is going to be higher, right? And so what alternative financial institutions will do now is raise the interest rate even higher for people who don't have uh, the requisite FICO score uh, unwritten under the unwritten new FICO score requirement for a traditional financial institution. And so what that means is that with the interest rate rising, now, if you can get approved for that line of credit, now imagine using that line of credit and having to pay a 9 or 10% interest rate on it. Imagine doing that when you make $15, maybe $20 an hour and you got bills to pay. Chances are you are in a greater than not likelihood to default. But more than that, right? Financial institutions and traditional financial institutions and alternative financial institutions can simply say the same thing we say to businesses that are looking to get a loan from us. We need to see one and a half to two times the interest payment uh, after expenses available to you. How many people that make $15, $20 an hour, once you calculate a 10% interest rate after expenses are actually going to have that money available? Automatic denial, right? Automatic denial of the, of the credit product. So, you know, I, I wanted to share these things with you to give you the reality of what's happening and what is going to take place across uh, the finance industry as it relates to personal uh, line of credit and revolving facility products, not credit cards, but like personal lines of credit. What Wells Fargo did, Wells Fargo is not going to be the only institution to do that, right? Now, other institutions probably won't go as far as, you know, closing people's lines of credits that already have it. I think that if the overall, especially the majors, if all the majors lockstep and did that, I think that could potentially create a problem that they don't really want to deal with. But moving forward, any new lines of credit will definitely be subject to new underwriting guidelines and conditions. And so now let's review. PUA is ending. Stimulus checks are done. Rent moratoriums are done. Wait, rent moratorium is about to expire. Remember, I did a video on OnlyFans, told you OnlyFans is moving away from adult content. And now you don't have access to a personal line of credit to help you get through. What do you think is going to happen to the average person in the African-American community? When I tell you that there are very bad times ahead for our community, I'm not telling you this based on speculation. I'm not guessing. I'm looking at the economics. I'm looking at all of the individual things that are happening collectively all at one time that are going to hit our community all at one time. This is going to devastate our community. 
So I need people to take heed and listen to the things I'm saying because this is very important for your financial health moving forward. What did I tell you before? What is happening in our country right now and the way this is going to play out and affect our community has the potential to set us back an entire generation. People need to sit up, pay attention, and start thinking. Start holding on to money. Start limiting expenses. These discretionary entertainment expenses and things of that nature, these discretionary buys, stop doing it and start saving money. Y'all think this is a game. This shit is going to be serious. It's going to be serious for our community. And I'm very, very, very concerned, especially with the move that Wells Fargo just made and me knowing from being an insider, right, what the other institutions are doing and not saying. I'm very concerned. This is why I started hashtag learn to earn cash giveaway. That's why I want to give away a minimum of $1,000 every month. Y'all don't realize it because y'all still getting PUA right now. So y'all still dancing in the streets like it's good. But baby, that is finna end. It's finna get real, real in these streets. Real for you now. It's finna get real for you now. There's a reason why I started this program. There's a reason why I'm teaching financial literacy and business development hashtag for the free. There's a reason why I'm doing this. I'm trying to prepare our community for what I know is getting ready to come. I need people to pay attention, sit up, listen, learn, and apply. That's what I need at this point. It's serious business. This is not a game. Anyway, y'all. That's what I have for y'all today. You know, that's what I wanted to share with y'all today. You know, I'm not as smiley as I normally am because I'm concerned, I'm frustrated, and I understand what's really happening here, right? And I'm sounding the alarm bells. I'm screaming it on my podcast. I need more people to pay attention to what I'm saying because it's serious. And anyway, y'all, listen, that's all I have for y'all today. That's all I wanted to share with y'all today. I will be live tomorrow. I got a special treat for y'all because there's some drama that's went down in our community on this, on this, uh, and, and specifically with uh, content creators and these, uh, you know, large podcasts and things like that. There's some drama that went down, and I take issue with that drama. And so I'm going to speak to that drama and lay out the facts as they are. And I'm going to provide another warning tomorrow to those specific individuals. And if they don't take heed, they are going, what I'm going to tell y'all tomorrow is exactly what's going to happen. So make sure y'all are here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to check out what I'm about to talk about because this thing finna be, uh, yeah, I'm finna set it off tomorrow. Uh, so that's just that. Anyway, y'all listen, hey, if you like the content, if you like what I'm doing, go ahead and hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit that bell notification. Leave me a comment at the bottom of this video. Let me know what you think. Definitely, most definitely hit that join button. So, or if you are an iPhone user, definitely hit the link in the description or the link that's gonna be pinned to the comments so you can join the hashtag 
Real Woke Live chat community and become eligible to participate in the hashtag learn to earn cash giveaway where I am giving away a minimum of $1,000 every single month live right here on the hashtag Get Real Woke Podcast. Yo, for everybody that supports me now, that supports the hashtag Get Real Woke Podcast, I want y'all to know that I appreciate y'all so much. And it is because of you guys that I'm able to continue to make this content consistently. Boy, y'all give me that motivation. Y'all give me that energy. Y'all don't realize that y'all be breathing life to your boy. So I want y'all to know that I appreciate y'all, all right? And so until the next hashtag Situation Saturday, yo, I'm out.